amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. I'm your host, Sarah Willis, and today I have a very special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, Grace Under Pressure. I am Benjamin Willis. I am a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt under Nathan Lott and Eric Medlin. And I also happen to be Sarah Willis's, your lovely host, husband. Indeed. Um, So I thought it would be really good to have him on the show. Yes, I know he's not female, and this is a female-centric podcast, but I thought it'd be really interesting to have him on the show since jiu-jitsu is a massive part of our lives, and in fact, it it brought us together. Um, Ben's a much better storyteller than I am, so Ben, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, how you got into jiu-jitsu, and eventually, oh, oh no, bless you, uh, and how you know, it brought us together. How far back do you want me to go? Well, I mean, give us the, the Spark Notes version. Spark Notes, all right. I um, was a high school wrestler. I'd gotten to college in a state that had no wrestling club, no at the collegiate level. And I had a boss in my building that said, hey, um, would you like to learn how to do jiu-jitsu? Wrestling and jiu-jitsu go hand in hand? I said, absolutely. Fast forward, I now nine years. It's been a great part of my life, and I'm really excited that I was introduced to jiu-jitsu. So, spark notes coming into it. After college, I traveled around a little bit, joined a team, got my purple belt there. Um, I was working and traveling at the same time, and I was in a town that I wasn't as familiar with. So I messaged a buddy who said, hey, check out Anthony Mitchell's in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Great place to train. Uh, and I line up with Anthony as a blue belt at that point. And I look to my left and there's a really tall, attractive blonde girl that I had actually seen at a local tournament in New Orleans only a few months prior. I'm like, huh, that's interesting. So I decided to strike up a conversation and this girl had zero interest <laughs> in actually talking to me. I said, well, would you like to go have dinner sometime? She's like, maybe. And that left it at that. Didn't ask any further questions. Well, a few weeks later, this lovely lady decided to kick me in the leg and say, hey, when are we going to go eat? I looked at my watch and I said, hey, let's, uh, let's go out Sunday. And a year later, we were engaged. And six months after that, we mm-hmm. were married. Yeah. I waste no time. What no time. And that was two years ago at this moment. Yeah. 
So yeah, jujitsu brought us together. I think we even had our, uh, both of our gis were like tied together or something like that. Just, just the belts. Oh, just the belts. I couldn't remember. If, anyway, but uh, our geese were in our uh, wedding, rece- not wedding reception, uh, rehearsal, rehearsal dinner. dinner. That's the word. That's the word. So, yeah, jiu-jitsu's been a part of it for a long time. He has more geese than I do, which is not fair. It is what it is, though. He has... I've doubled. I've done it twice the time you have. Anyway, so... But, yes, so jiu-jitsu's been a massive part of our lives. I know that um, I've had the chance to compete a lot more than you have just because you've had a crazier schedule um sometimes seven days on as opposed to you know a normal work schedule but yeah so we definitely keep training and that was one of the big things when we moved we wanted to find a good solid gym uh that was welcoming yes good for ben but good for me and that's something i did want to talk about today was you know the dynamics with training men uh, males and females in the same you know, school, or as some people might say, the dojo, but that's definitely not what you call it in jiu-jitsu. Um, and of course, you know, as a female, when I'm coming into a gym, I'm looking for specific things. When Ben goes into a gym, he's looking for specific things. And if you were to see us side by side and watch us roll, we have two very different games. I'm more open, loosey-goosey, you know, that kind of style. Ben's more grindy and old school he gets mad at me when I try to do stuff well she got too fancy that's why she got beat you know but uh but yeah so things that I look for are a little different Uh, so I'd like to get the male perspective uh so what do you look for in a good quality gym something that you know is not going to be I guess you could say toxic uh one of the biggest things for me when I walk in is the actual presentation is it clean is it seem like a nice facility? How welcoming are the people? How are they kept? Um, if they pass the smell test, it's always a good sign. Um, and the next one is the people, obviously. Um, always go around whenever you're moving into a new town. Don't be afraid to shop around and meet new people. Put yourself out there and just see which one passes your vibe. There's a couple of local places where we live and no knock to other schools, but the one that we chose here really is the most welcoming in the town, truly great people. Um, I like to be grindy. Sometimes that's not always necessary. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you're looking for personal growth, you might have to put yourself out there a little bit more. Uh, and I was looking for a place that was not so much the old school, let's get after it rough mentality, but open up play the game, have fun with it, and uh, I think we have a great choice. I think so, too, and I think um, what you said about the smell test, that's a huge thing, and I think that's something that, I, unfortunately, some gym owners overlook, because um, I remember listening just to some stories about, like, some really famous gyms in New York, but that would, uh, they're so, they were so locked up, there wasn't any sunlight, and that's just a breeding ground for staff, ringworm, you name it, you know, something's growing on those masks and it's going to be growing on you too (laughs) well i can say definitely this like in 12 years of grappling three years of high school wrestling and nine years of jiu-jitsu never caught staff or ringworm yeah i haven't either and it's been about six years for me and that's just so much of does the owner care and if the owner doesn't Mm -hmm. even care about their facility you know how much do they care about you i mean i hate Mm -hmm. to say it that way but you know uh people are the whole thing that make jujitsu possible you know if Mm -hmm. you don't have healthy people 
you know, you're not going to be able to have class. You know, if you don't have healthy people that aren't battling off infections or illnesses that you can help prevent, you know, I don't think you're being a really responsible Mm -mm. owner, you know, which says a whole lot. Now, as a as a guy going in, are you turned off when you see a lot of women in the gym? Is that not in a creepy way? Is it attractive? Um, well, uh, for me, it's it's always interesting when I see a lot of women at a school. Um, as a fairly rough guy, I'm cautious around women when rolling. I have a very good understanding of what I'm personally like. And terrible, I'm, terrible human being. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but I, when I roll, I do enjoy getting after and have a little bit of rough fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that as a guy, you cannot roll with another woman like that, especially at, on a first-time basis. Right. You have to get to know them before you can open it up. Some mm-hmm. women can take it. Other women, you cannot put pressure on it. Mm-hmm. You have to be cognizant of how you roll with other people. And that's something that's been a big part of my jiu-jitsu journey is learning how to dictate and understand who I can and cannot do certain things with. Um, But it's my overall belief that a school with a large number of women is a mentally healthy place in the sense of women feel welcomed, Mm -hmm. they feel comfortable, um, they feel safe. And I don't know if too many jiu-jitsu schools that are run by women mm-hmm. but those that are great that's going to attract a lot of women but if a jiu-jitsu school is run by a guy and he has a large number of female clientele usually that speaks highly of that specific guy mm-hmm. um, and the people that he has around him and so if I see a lot of women on the mat I'm excited and I'm like okay this is a pretty good place yeah yeah I don't know, and it's it's rare to find. I know here in uh you know our gym is Pursuit Jiu Jitsu, and we're very blessed. I think we have last time how many women was it? I know we had at least ten one night, but we've had even more than that. We had twenty two on the mats last night, right? And it easily was half, at least half. At women. least half, yeah. And so, and that's women of a lot of different ages. Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot of. I, I don't want to say. Uh, older women because that gives the impression that we're not welcoming to older women um, but we we do have a good mix we have women in their 30s like myself and all the way down to in their 13s or 14 early teens and we're all able to roll together and uh, what I like at our gym is that you know the way you know and with th- this is true anywhere you go if even if it's not spoken you have the right to to, to refuse as a woman to roll with someone you know maybe it's you just don't feel comfortable maybe they're just it's just too much of a size difference mm-hmm. you know because honestly we have one of our friends he's a big guy big strong guy um and if he were to roll with one of these little 13 year old girls it's just not fair they're not neither of them it's just too much of a size mm-hmm. uh, difference and she can decide not to roll with him and not that he's going around trying to beat up on little girls you know or something but You know, I like that our coach has made it very clear that you should be comfortable when you roll. You know, Mm -hmm. obviously you shouldn't be trying to get the easiest rolls out there. But if a situation genuinely makes you uncomfortable, you you don't have to do that. So, And that, uh, to piggyback off of that, obviously, talk about personal choice. You Mm -hmm. can choose not to roll with somebody. Um, But if you do elect to roll with somebody and it turns out it was a bad call, don't be afraid to communicate to 
if not that person, if you're not comfortable talking to that person, at least the coach to tell them, hey, this guy's kind of rough with me. I understand, like, we're all equals on the mats, but he has to understand the discrepancies and at least, I guess, say, uh, taper himself down to meet my level. Mm-hmm. Not to say that his jiu-jitsu is any better or worse, but there are physical differences that need to be addressed at times. Oh, sure, absolutely. It's kind of like, you know, we have a friend, I'll, I'll drop his name, Sean, love him to death, great guy. If somebody like Sean was attacking me on the street, and I've joked with him, I've said, I'm not going to be just using jujitsu. <laughs> you know, there, there's going to be some, there's going to be some stuff, you know, ripping and pulling and, you know, cause he's just so much bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And if I'm fighting for my life, you know, it's not going to be, you know, IBJJF rules. It's no. going to be the streets. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, yeah, there's some things that, you know, you know, there are gender differences, not to say one's better or worse, but they're typically, typically now, of course, you know, somebody may be blowing me up in the comments or, you know, saying, well, you know, Sarah, I know this one girl, you know, these, some women are just beasts and they can just steamroll over guys. You know, they, there are a few of them right like that. I'm thinking of people like Gabby Garcia, just these, these monsters that I would not in a million years want to pick a fight. You know, there's guys I'd rather fight than Gabby Garcia. Um, Well, shoot, even that, like, there's someone out there, like even in your local schools, like uh, one of your former guests, Elaine, a lot. Oh yeah, geez. Like I went, in, I made the mistake of going. Oh, this is a young lady. She was a purple belt at the time, and I was a purple <laughs> belt. So I was expecting. Okay, Elena, she's a young lady. She's good purple belt. So mm-hmm. I should, this should be a fun role. Elena put it on me. <laughs> I was not expecting that kind of speed, power, pressure, and technique all in one out of a young woman. Mm-hmm. And I learned my lesson that day, especially against her. Yes. <laughs> and thankfully, I was able to open it up a little bit more on her. She could still pretty much handle me. It's pretty fun to watch when I roll with uh, any of the lot. Oh, yeah. Any of the lots, Nathan, mm-hmm. uh, Braden, or Elaine. I haven't ruled with the lesson yeah, yet. Yeah, I, yeah, about to say, I didn't think you had. Mm-mm. Yeah, but she still has the pressure like, you know, <laughs> all one, the other lots. One day, maybe. One day. One day. One day. But yeah, so getting back to that uh, kind of statement is that there are some differences, you know. There are those outliers. They're they're monsters. They're beasts. Doesn't matter who they're fighting, you know. It's going to be a challenge. But it's important, I think, that you have a gym culture that recognizes that, you know, we're not big thing that we always try to emphasize. We're not trying to win mm-hmm. rounds. You know, we're not trying to kill um, our teammates because yeah, speak for yourself. <laughs> you know, it's you know, hey, you know, wrist lock, you know, a, a child, you know, hey, let's just go ahead and do it. You know, ankle ankle lock the new kid. Yeah, let's boom. No, um, but yeah, so there's some things that you just got to take care of each other. And I think a gym that has a lot of females typically they have that good healthy mindset. Mm-hmm. And again, that comes from top down mm-hmm. um, with how that person is. And you know, one thing that I think. And I, I've, I've kind of seen it, you know, because before I started doing jujitsu, you know, I was doing like Krav Maga, Taekwondo, that kind of stuff. Um, and I had wanted to do jujitsu. Uh, but one of the places that I tried before I ended up at Anthony Mitchell's, uh, bef- you know, before I met you, was it was a very, I guess, bro gym is what it was. It was, it smelled terrible. Uh, it was, I saw no other females. I thought, okay, this is weird. Um, I, I don't want to just be rolling around with a bunch of guys I don't know. I'm not intimidated by guys because, you know, other martial arts, 
I've been and I've sparred and fought with other guys. And so it's that didn't scare me, but it was like, mm, you know, this is just, I don't know how comfortable I feel with guys, you know, just rolling around with me and they seem very overtly aggressive. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm just not going to do that. And then I tried again at Anthony's and it was just a much more welcoming environment. I think there were two other girls at the time. Uh, one still, uh, still trains. The other one, she's, she's gone. She got the blue belt blues, but uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I, when I look back at my jujitsu journey, how, I mean, I lost out on like two years you know, I could have been doing this for eight years, you know, instead of six years. Where would I be now, you know, kind of a Well, I find that that question, where would I be now, is dangerous. Um, I'm presently 28 years old as a brown belt. I started when I was 19, and I've been a member, officially a member of three schools and highly, really closely related to a few others. And a lot of that time, as much as I wanted to devote solely to jiu-jitsu, I took the professional route um, and I worked a lot. And I, and I caught myself questioning, where would I be at this point if I said, forget the money, forget having a job, let's become a mat rat. And as good as one could imagine they could be, I think the path that we take in our lives, what you choose to do, is the one that you're supposed to take. I look back at it, if I had decided not to take that job, I would have never been sent to the Jackson metro area where I met Sarah, and I would not be here today. Um, I might be a very accomplished brown belt. I could, that's a possibility, but it's not the path that was chosen. And uh, altogether, I think I, Came out uh, on the top. I think you made a good choice. You oh, know? that's good. That's good. You know. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I guess me saying that, I'm not saying, oh, well, what if, you know, and, and dwelling on that kind of thing. That's Yeah, I guess that's not, yeah, what ifs in general are soul-destroying. Mm-hmm. But I'm just thinking to myself, if I had the opportunity to have been in a more healthy gym. At least I had the instincts to recognize this is not a healthy environment. I don't even know if that affiliation is still in existence. I don't know. Passed the smell test. Who knows? Yeah. Did not pass the smell test. But I guess that just helps me realize, you know, just how fortunate we are here. Mm -hmm. Um, But one thing, I guess, looking at it, do you feel like and I mean, I feel like this is such a bro question. Like, <laughs> well, if you got all those females, you can't go hard. You can't train for competition. You can't do blah, 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 blah. You know, do, is that a valid criticism, do you think? or To an extent, it really just depends on who you have available as a training partner. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, with some of the younger ladies that we have in our gym, um, only... I would say five of them on hand, I feel comfortable opening it up a little bit on. Mm -hmm. The other ones, not so much. And even though five that I do open it up with, I am always actively aware that I am typically 30 pounds plus heavier, Mm -hmm. significantly stronger, and also more experienced. Right. And... um, I just need to be aware. Now, I do think for guys, it is important to have bro time, as Sarah stated. (laughs) 
Um, uh, and I've actually started a 5.30 a.m. class in here in our town. Uh, everybody's welcome, obviously, but I guess my personal mentality and the kind of the people I attract has turned into my good friends that yeah. wake up at 5. Like, let's just get on the mats and roll for oh, well, let, 30 let, minutes to let, an hour. What you about to say? Let, let's cl- clarify for the listeners. Yes, it may say 5.30, but it takes them like 30 minutes of, you know, shooting the you-know-what. <laughs> Sipping on that coffee. Well, well, guys need to talk too. Hey, like uh, I, I'm just saying. The, the guys that it happens to be, our school has attracted <laughs> uh, professionals and uh, n- no true serious high level competitors, and that's perfectly fine. But it doesn't mean we get out. Doesn't mean we do not get after it. Oh, I'm not saying that you um, don't. I'm not that. saying that. I've been to some of those, but y'all just sit around sometimes. Well, you, then bro time's not meant for you, Sarah. And, well, I am not a bro, so that that uh, does track. I, I think that's good. I think you that's know, good. Let's say, yeah, I didn't catfish you there, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, so, but I guess one thing that I've noticed, you know, because I've been in a gym that was predominantly male, mm-hmm. um, which I think statistically most jujitsu gyms are, most, you most. know. Yeah. Um, and I've been now been in one that's almost, almost 50-50. It depends on the day, depends mm-hmm. on the week, so on and so mm-hmm. forth. Um, one thing that I have noticed in gyms that have a lot more females, there's sometimes the techniques get crisper. Sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, yeah. I, I guess it's because females have to throw more technique at you, but yeah. I, I don't a- know Anthony what Mitchell says it best, actually. He's like, women are the best at jujitsu technically. Dudes are dumb. We like to. This think, is true. <laughs> yes. We like to think we're every single one of us is the biggest, the baddest, the toughest, mm-hmm. and it's very, very difficult, especially for a dude that's 170 pounds plus with some muscle on him, mm-hmm. to say, you know what? I'm going to solely devote myself to the technique. I'm not going to muscle this. I'm not going to be explosive. I'm going to be as smooth and crisp as possible. Uh, I believe women have an innate, innate understanding that. This is a martial art for my self-defense. I'm not going to be overpowering a bad guy out on the streets. I need to learn how to do this well, quickly, sharply, in order to protect myself at all times. And when a woman really gets into it and gets sharp, it is really fun to watch, especially when you see them develop over time. So yeah, women really do get technical a lot quicker. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things where it you have to almost. Um, I'm hoping that my audio is coming through okay, but um, I'm trying to think what would be a good. I'm trying to how to best phrase this. Um, I know on some previous episodes I've talked about you know mental health, trauma, those types of things. Um, what would be the ideal? the ideal way of training with female males and females because obviously when you're dealing with you know jujitsu some people may say well that kind of, that looks weird it looks like you're wrestling around what's going on they may think that it's you know an undercurrent of some kind of sexual situations mm-hmm. so how do you train with women in a i mean this seems like it should be a no-nonsense question but convey respect you know, support, those sorts of things. Like, how, how do you maintain that level of respect? So step one for me, especially when I'm training at a new school or getting to meet a new student that happens to be a female, 
is develop the relationship, get to know them personally. Um, let them understand, hey, I'm not here to impact you. One of the first things I do is like, that's my wife, Sarah. Hi. She's not gonna hurt you. She's kind of more scared than me, but it's okay. Um, let them know I'm not in this for them physically whatsoever. Um, as a guy, I don't typically approach women to roll mm -hmm. unless it's one of those five that I'm comfortable around that I can open up on. Um, if it's a newer person or a younger female, if they ask me to roll, absolutely. Um, I am always aware of where my hands are. Mm -hmm. um, just as a guy, it's part of the game. You just got to be careful. Sorry, guys. It's different body parts. You just have to be respectful. Just don't be grabbing quickly. Don't be out, out of control when you're moving. Um, don't try certain moves that put you in precarious positions. Just be respectful at all times. Don't go 100%. And I've got a personal rule that if I were to ever own a school, um, no female will ever roll with a white belt unless I give that white belt a seal of approval. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I can tell a story that uh, Sarah didn't take my advice one time. Oh, yeah. There, uh, there was a new white belt guy. Exactly. I was blue belt at the time. Um, was I blue or fresh purple? I couldn't. Either yeah. way, I, I was at a fairly advanced. I was no longer a beginner. Yeah. A athletic young man came in, white belt, rolled with him. He was rough, just tough, and I could tell he was off a little bit mentally. But the kid was strong, and he was tough to handle. And Sarah and I sat down on the wall, and the guy's asking for a roll. I'm like, Sarah, do not roll with him. She got all excited. I want to roll with him. I want to roll with him. Like, do not roll with him. She's like, I'm going to go roll with him anyway. Yeah. And I got frustrated, Sarah. And then Marlon, who is a brown belt, who I miss tremendously, actually. Mm -hmm. Marlon just kind of looked at Sarah. Marlon's a big old dude with the grill. <laughs> He just looked at her, don't roll with him. And she's like, okay, Marlon. I'm like, why do you listen to him and not your boyfriend? He has a grill, yeah. You listen to the man with the grill. I'll go, yes, I can I get a grill? No. Oh, come on, baby. You look ridiculous. Cuban Ben could use one. Oh, my gosh. Don't even with Cuban Ben. Don't even. Don't even. <laughs> Sorry. So, side note for the listeners. My husband has zero fashion. He likes to embarrass me in public it, it is what it is gold chains are involved he is in no way shape or form cuban he is white as yeah, sandwich bread it's a whole situation she, she just wanted a latin flair to her life and you're, you're the furthest thing from latin anyway so um yeah i do remember i think you were a blue belt at yeah. that time yeah but yeah no and that's one thing too i've noticed is that it's usually the ones that i usually have problems with are those white belt got usually younger too um, As I said, young guys are dumb. Yeah, yeah. Like 20, take 25 years for our brains to fully develop, and even then, mm -hmm. a little bit more time to mature. Yes, uh, as example is Cuban Ben. Uh, you know. hey, hey, hey. So, uh, Cuban Ben is quite intelligent. But yeah, I think that's a really good idea and a really good rule, just until somebody passes the sniff test. You know, it's kind of like that 90 days on the job until you get benefits in some places, like mm -hmm. 90 days on the mats then you can, you know, we can see if you're stable enough, so to speak, to roll. Um, you know, and it's 
something that is a, a female, I typically have safer roles with, you know, more experienced individuals. And, you know, I've never had an issue really. I had one time I had an issue where a guy, um, it was hand placement. This is before we really, I think before I met you, uh, and he was an older gentleman. And it was, it was really uncomfortable, um, but I never rolled with him again. I just, I did not partner up with him. I did not roll with him again. And that is what it is. And so that ended it. So, you know, if it had continued, I would have brought it up to someone. Was um, he a white belt? No, he was not. Really? Um, he, he was a blue belt, I think, about to get his purple belt. So he was more advanced. Oh. And like I said, this was the only time that I ever felt this is not okay. Um, this is someone who was old enough to be my father. And it was just I moved myself from the situation, and the situation stayed over there. And so, um, I didn't know that. yeah, so it was uncomfortable, but made it through. And I would just think of all the times, you know, that that's not the time. It's you're literally someone's trying to kill you, simulated murder. No, she's not interested. <laughs> I'm not getting into this. Topic. Yeah, don't get into it. Don't get into it. No, guys but, only have so much control sometimes. I know, I know, but. Anyway, it is what it is. And so I know, like, whenever I roll with, if I've rolled a lot with females, um, I just, because we don't have some of the important, you know, pieces uh, that guys do. And I have accident, and I feel terrible. I will basically, because I do a lot of X guard, I will end up kicking them in between the legs. I've gotten better about it. Um, cause I, you know, but when I first started, you know, and I was rolling with a bunch of females back to back to back to back, my foot would just you know, come right in the in between. I felt terrible. Sarah has no care about her knee slice passes or her knee shields. They no. are always straight on. No, no, they are not. Oh, every time. Oh, they are not. Every time. No angle cuts oh, whatsoever. It's not. It's not a oh, knee slice. It is a genitalia slice. It's quite terrible. Oh my gosh! No, no the log splitter pass. I remember the first competition I ever did because I only ever trained with guides up to this point. And so this girl just all of a sudden does the log splitter pass on me. I'm like, you can't do that. It's like, but of course she could. You know, there, there was no, like, absolutely you can. I had no response. And I was just looking over to the side and, you know, my, my coach was just yelling at me like, don't get the first, and just yelling. I'm like, oh, but I didn't think she could do that, coach. You know, because no guy that I've seen, that I ever trained with just actively attacks that log spil- splitter, you know. Sean Michael. He does? Oh, Sean's terrible. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I, I've called him out on a couple times okay. and he laughs about it, but... Yeah. Sean, if you're listening, you better watch those. Uh, We've called slices. you out several times, Sean. I'm sorry about that. You know, <laughs> it, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, so I guess in a way, I've I've noticed to keep you know a gym environment really healthy is just the attitude and being able to joke, have fun. Um, you know, what have you noticed on keeping a, a gym you know healthy as opposed to toxic? Uh, for a guy, for me especially, is check the vibe and match it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel confident that I can go into any school at this point and make a friend mm-hmm. and roll with those guys at their level and have a good time. Uh, I'm not saying I'm going to go get beat up and or beat somebody up, but you have to read the audience and understand, okay, 
who's here mm-hmm. uh, or at the school that like ours, which is blessed to have a lot of young talent, a lot of, young, a lot of teenagers, yeah. I cannot be my usual crude self around them. It's just inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And the environment that our owner has created is very um, old school in its beliefs. Mm-hmm. In the sense of you are respectful, you mind your tongue, and I, I probably push the boundaries a little bit with like my jokes. Yeah, just a little. But uh, in comparison to yeah. what I am like in real life, I feel like I'm pretty well behaved in the school. Yeah, I think you are. Yeah. It's just knowing who's around you, mm-hmm. and then let them make the first move, and like, okay, I can match that. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I think. I don't know. I guess you cross train more than I do, mm-hmm. and that's kind of can be tricky to navigate. So, I mean, what do you usually do? I mean, of course, the places where you and I train currently, you know, I, I usually will go too. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, what what advice would you give for somebody with cross train? Do you think it's a good idea to cross train? I uh, guess is so. The I thing. am a big supporter of, to to be a creonche, as they say. I actually called into the Show Your Roll podcast mm-hmm. to, or not a podcast, but it was a call-in thing on Instagram, and right. I actually got featured on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, being one, being a creonche, I was actually able to meet my wife. Mm-hmm. I've, a, I've been able to go to any state for work and Google, hey, where's the nearest school? I'll Google it in advance and contact that school. Give them a call or leave an e- email, a voicemail, Facebook, whatever. Say, hey, I'll be in town. I would love to train. What are your hours? What's the uh, what are your rules? White ghee, no ghee. What are your what's your schedule? Mm-hmm. And if you come in humbly and respectfully, more times than not, you're going to be make great friends. Um, and especially if you travel for work, and I'm sure a lot of the my more experienced you guys that travel offer a drop in fee at the end. If someone mentions money at the beginning. I kind of take that as an interesting moment, but I accept it and I'll do the one-time fee. Mm-hmm. But more times than not, I'll offer like, hey, how much do I owe you? Thank you for the time. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes people will even wave it if you're cool. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, man, I appreciate you coming in. Just give us a shout out on social media. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like uh, I had a chance to go to Ottawa, Kansas for work. And I went to Rivers Jiu-Jitsu in Lawrence, Kansas, which was really cool, really kind of old school, like grungy, great facility. It's in a basement though. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, kind of got that tough feel, but it was really cool school, mm-hmm. good, cool people, young, tough, a lot of women though. Wow. Yeah, it was a lot of women. And first time hearing of this. I, I wore I'm, my ring. I'm not messing with <laughs> you. I'm messing with you. But. It was a great time experience with him. Uh, Anthony Mitchell, I, mm-hmm. he's welcomed me with open arms every time I go see him. Um, mm-hmm. Alan Hopkins in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, who gave me my purple belt, old school Pedro Sauer black belt. Mm-hmm. Um, love him to death. Uh, it's Being a ground has allowed me to build relationships with people mm-hmm. and open yourself up and see different mentalities. Yeah. And it's really cool. And fun to be able to meet new practitioners and see what other people are doing. Yeah, yeah. I know, um, you know, I wish I could travel and, and go to different spots, you know, you know, like you, like over to Kent. I wish I could have gone with you on that. 
dang, dang kids and having to, you know, teach them. You know, of course, I'm kidding. If my children that I teach are listening, I love you dearly. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. But um, I, I guess it's one of those things where me as someone who's evident, 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 Evidently. Thank you. That's the word. Evidently a competition junkie. I love to compete. You know, you never have to twist my arm for it. Um, You know, I may say, no, you know, I'm just getting done with one. Oh, well, well, uh, where is it? Okay, okay, I'll go, I'll go. go. Yeah, 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 that's okay. Um, I feel like if you cross train a lot, you get to see, you know, if you're lucky enough to have somebody in your own division, you get to kind of see what they're doing you know, kind of their game well, plan. Well, 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 now, then let me comment on that okay. specifically. Yes. If you are traveling for jiu-jitsu because you know a an opponent at your rate, rank and weight class is going to be at, don't do that. I'm not saying do that. You're I'm just, suggesting it. I, no, no. Okay, let, let, me, let me rephrase. You get to see how other people, if they were in a similar, you know, a similar stage... You know what's a trend? What are people doing? Okay. What's working? That's so not what a I'm, specific person. No, I'm not saying. All right, I'm going to be a stalker. Find out where this person trains. Go that. No, that is predatory stalker behavior. No, 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 no. Hey, I know you. Please, I, I know no, I am. No, no. Do not put that out there for the listeners. <laughs> um, no, um, but I do think. You know, again, getting different perspectives, making friends. That's the one good thing mm-hmm. I love about doing competitions i've got friends all over the world now you know i can message somebody like hey you know look at this cool thing or something like that of different ages different stages you know it's i don't know it's just really cool to see how different people approach jujitsu it's an ever evolving rubik's cube or chess map Mm -hmm. if you will oh the game's always changing oh yeah when i started back in 2013 people like leandro lowe and keen cornelius were the pinnacle at that time Mm mm-hmm and I sit here looking at these, I watch the videos and I listen to the interviews and I see just what it has evolved. And I was talking with one of our younger students yesterday, who's uh, 17. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, you are so lucky to be a part of this generation of grapplers mm-hmm. because they are taking it to a new level of professionalism oh, yeah. and technique that is absolutely fascinating. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to see how much has changed in mm-hmm. my short amount of time of training. Oh, yeah. And now there's so many more opportunities for people to make a professional go at it with jiu-jitsu. You know, it used to be the only thing you could do if you are in jiu-jitsu to really make, you know, any significant amount of money. It was to go MMA. Mm-hmm. And so now you've got things like the the one who's number one, one championship, you know, coming up. Well, it's, it's, it's going to get to that point. It's yeah. still not quite there. And I think if you have listened to the Joe Rogan podcast with Gordon Ryan, he t- he, he focuses mm-hmm. on that specifically. If you right. want to listen, hear on that, listen mm-hmm. to Gordon Ryan, who's probably one of the, the greatest no-gi grappler of all time. For sure. But professionalism, professionalism is coming in jiu-jitsu. Oh, yeah. And it's really cool and exciting to see. Oh, yeah. No, it, it really is. It's it's exciting. Mm-hmm. It really it really is, you know. Um, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, the way that just looking back on my first ever competitions mm-hmm. and how the game has changed for me in my division, mm-hmm. you know, it went from being kind of, you know, everybody was doing leg locks for a while, no gi, you know, what I had to get good at those. And so 
uh, yeah, leg locks, had to get really good at those. Um, and then it became a lot of pressure style wrestling, um, which I am not that. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, and now it's going back to like, how do we counter that? wrestling pressure you know what do we do now and so it's just it's changing so I think you know there's certain elements you know that are always going to be there with jujitsu and certain weight divisions mm-hmm. but it's just seeing how it changes it's con- it's moves and counter moves all mm-hmm. throughout and so once you get really good at that counter well we're going to have to counter that counter what's mm-hmm. the answer to that there's infinite answers to infinite questions um and jiu-jitsu is one of those cool ones where you don't have to worry about strikes to the head where you can open up and see what is my game about strictly in the grappling sense. Mm-hmm. I do worry that some of the new age stuff at some point will get a little too much, mm. <laughs> but MMA will show what does and doesn't work in the grappling sense. Right. And we'll just have to watch and see what this new generation does with MMA. Yeah. And jiu-jitsu specifically. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm about to say, there's some things that they're never going to go out of style, like mount, back. That's always going to be, you know, the top-tier stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why we have the four points, and you can't stall from those possessions. You know, that's just what's your motivation to move on, right? Um, but then there's some positions where I'm thinking to myself, you know, I love I love leg locks. I love ankle locks, but I that's not going to be my opening move, right? I mean, I'm not going now. Somebody may say, "Well, hold on, you know, you can make that an opening move and be safe," but realistically, you know, if I'm getting attacked, you know, God forbid, you know, there's, you know, I'm a school teacher, you know, something goes down, that's not going to be my immediate go-to, right? You know, mine's going to be, you know, a, a more domineering position, back control, ideally. Um, something to where I know I'm safe, I'm keeping somebody down, pinned, contained, something like that. And a leg lock can do that, but it's not going to do it as efficiently, I would argue. You know, um, about to say, yeah, you get a good heel hook, you're not going to be wanting to move, mm-hmm. but, you know, somebody who's untrained, they're probably going to still be flopping around like a fish out yeah. of water. Well, I think it was Master Elio that said specifically, he's like, he was asked, uh, which you prefer, like, arm locks or joint locks or chokes he's like i've never seen a man fight fight after getting choked out (laughs) yeah no yeah and so just being being aware of what your submissions are doing to that person like and just imagining okay this is us recreating a fight on the ground this was a real deal situation what could this person do? Right. And I feel like some of the new age stuff isn't necessarily addressing what can and can't happen. Like, obviously, it's fun to open up and do some new age stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've personally kind of started trying the new, new age stuff a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I'm very much of the mindset of, like, guard is meant to manage distance, manage either strikes to the head with the feet on the hips or close the guard and get him as close as possible and work from there being aware of what's going to happen mm-hmm. would I be inverting against a guy that's about to punch me in the head no. probably not no. but and that's kind of my mindset of what jujitsu is for me oh yeah absolutely and I think you know there's always that debate between sport jujitsu mm-hmm. versus self-defense jujitsu mm-hmm. and I think both have their place I think they're 
think it would be wrong to pit them against each other. Um, because if you may not do something on the streets, doesn't mean that it's not a legitimate move. Because mm-hmm. um, you just never know what's going to happen on the streets, right? I mean, you just you don't mm-hmm. know. But then ultimately, you're keeping yourself safe regardless. You know, in a sports situation, you're keeping yourself safe if you're using sports jujitsu. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, and I sports jujitsu. People say, oh, if you do sports jujitsu, you're not practicing self defense jujitsu. Jujitsu is meant to take a man and a trained person to control a bigger, stronger, more athletic opponent. Um, a sport jiu-jitsu person is, in my personal belief, is perfectly capable of defending themselves against a bigger, stronger, undertrained opponent. Mm-hmm. Now, the question of the new age stuff is, why is this new stuff developed? Well, we've been grappling. It's jiu-jitsu now versus jiu-jitsu. We mm-hmm. both know each other's moves. We know the move set. We know what they're going to do. We know how they're going to respond. And so the game has now become, how do I counteract this grappler mm-hmm. that knows what I'm trying to do? Right. And that's why it's really cool to see what has become mm-hmm. or what the game has become. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, because I think about you know some moves I might do. You know, and it goes back to basics. It really does, mm-hmm. you know. But that doesn't mean that a fancy move couldn't work, you know. Oh, absolutely will. Yeah, and so I think it's it's wrong to put those two against each other because, you know, if you if you're training jujitsu with a mentality of I I want to get better, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have to be, you know, some people don't want to compete, and that's legitimately mm-hmm. fine. Um, you can still, you know, progress, get better. It's about the journey. Mm-hmm. You know, that journey could be longer or shorter for others. But what I like about competition is that it shows holes in your game mm-hmm. a lot better than you know, in a gym where, you know, ideally, yes, they're pushing you, but they're not trying to kill you, right? And so in a competition, no, they're trying to kill you. <laughs> um, and so that's going to show, okay, you've got a hole here. Um, hey, you know, if you tweak this move here, it's going to be a stronger thing. So that way, mm-hmm. competition, if I were to get, you know, I don't want to say get jumped, but if something were to happen, you know, okay, I may not be doing immediately slap, bump, go like in a jujitsu match, but you know, I'm gonna have that muscle memory of things that work well. Of okay, when I'm pressured like this, I know muscle memory, I can do this and be safe. Mm-hmm. As opposed to if you don't put yourself in those kind of hard situations, you don't really know like how to move and be safe. Yes. You know, I know I, I talk a lot about it uh, with the ladies at our gym. I, I talk a lot about it's it's angles, guys. It's angles, it's angles, it's angles. And so, because I love one of my training partners, you know, she is a pressure machine. And I can, you know, still survive when I roll with her because of those angles and because of I've done this in competition before, so I know it's probably going to work. And then because I know that works, she wants to know how do I do that to stop, you know, so it's just constantly... Sports jiu-jitsu can inform self-defense jiu-jitsu and vice versa, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Because of the physical pressure you get in a competition really does mimic a lot of the physical pressure mm-hmm. that you're going to get on the street or something like that, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's like any time that I've got a new guy on the mat. A blank page holds infinite possibilities. Papier creates thoughtfully designed stationery, journals, notebooks, and more. Each page is as special as the ideas you put in them. Best of all, 
Their products can be personalized for free to be uniquely yours or an unforgettable gift. Make each day noteworthy with Papier. Visit papier.com for 10% off your first order. That's 10% off at papier.com. Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze. And any of my blue belts that I train with can attest to this is you get a dude off the streets that's like, I want to try this stuff. They might be a great athlete. And I've seen this personally. Great athletes come in. I want to do this stuff. I'm like, please come on, let's train. And they get completely dogged. Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze. By older, slower, not as athletic or strong opponents because they have focused on the technique and they understand how to move and probably defend themselves. Mm -hmm. Fighting is both a natural and unnatural thing at the same time and grappling is the exact same way. Um, a trained, intelligent opponent that knows what's happening, knows how to respond to certain situations, will almost always win out. Uh, and that's why grappling is so important, and especially in the fight game, is anybody can hit a good punch and knock you out. If you can close the distance and control the body, you can dictate the match. Mm-hmm. Anybody can get a good hit in. Sure. But if you close the distance, very little an untrained opponent can do. Right. Yeah. And it's, uh, I have to say, from my experience, too, when guys come off the street, uh, well, that, that sounds a little odd, but coming in for their first class, right? You know, they, we ha- at least guys have a tendency to overestimate their skills, it seems, <laughs> in a fight, right? You know, I can't remember. The, there have been some funny memes I'm see, I've seen where it's, you know, guys think when they go rage mode, you know, it's over. I see over. red, bro. Yeah, when I see You don't red. understand. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, we, we understand you're going to end up, you know, getting your butt handed to you. But, um, you know, they, they kind of, you know, come into the gym. They say, yeah, you know, I don't want to hurt you. Well, if it's me. Oh. You know, I don't, I don't want to hurt you, you know, I, I, you know, and I'm like, no, it's fine. You know, I mean, just, you know, I'll go, I I always tell them I go based off of what you give me. And so, and that's really what jujitsu is. A lot of it, it's, I go based off of what you give me. Um, And, you know, sometimes, you know, we think, oh, it's being a little insulting to say it that way, you know, later on. But if you treat a match, like I'm just going to match what you give me, um, to me, I have found I breathe a lot less uh, tiredly. <laughs> oh, yeah. If, if you don't dictate the pace, like you're just responding and you, and it's not outside your purview and the realm, your realm of ability, mm-hmm. it's so much easier. Oh, yeah. And so it's, and I'm also not actively trying to, you know, kill you now, of course, you know, in a competition, you know, I'm not going to say, hey, you know, Susan, I'm going to go based off of what you get. Oh, no, no, you can't do that, right? No, the competition um, is the opportunity to go full go. Yes. And so, but, you know, just in, in class, you know, unless I'm doing a competition style role, I'm always thinking I'm just going to, whatever you give me, that's what I'm going to give back. 
you know, so nine times out of 10, I get pretty chill rolls. <laughs> so, which, you know, you know, is helpful for me because I'm able to work on my technique a lot more. But then that also, because I'm able to work on that technique more, that helps me when we do have to go full stop, you know, full go, I should say. Um, you know, I don't know if that's how you feel about it too, or. It is now. Um, being a young guy, <clears throat> I was very much, very focused on myself. Mm-hmm. And I want to get as much out of this as I can. If they don't want to go at my level, that's their problem. Get on my level, Brett. And I was trying to, quote-unquote, win the round mm. in the training sessions. And it was fun. It's fun to go hard sometimes, but a lot of wasted energy. And also a lot of, um, in a very few cases, ruined relationships. Mm. Um, and as you develop the skill and the ability and you gain rank and respect from other people... You need to learn how to control and have fun with it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, there's very few people I truly open it up on nowadays. Mm-hmm. Even higher ranked guys that are much better than I am, I've found that, hey, let's play the game. Let's have fun. Let's see if we can trap each other in technique. Yes, we can try to go hard and kill each other, but is that what benefits both of us in this situation? Right. And so, for young guys especially, and ladies, uh, if you have a guy that you're training with, he's not going to probably understand it as a white belt, and if he's young and dumb, even as a blue belt. Yeah. So you should be cognizant of who you choose to roll with. Don't be afraid to say, no, I'm good. I don't roll with that fella. Mm-hmm. Um, you can deny people the opportunity to roll. And a younger version of me would have been offended when someone says, I don't want to roll with you. But it's at this point, I've matured to the point where I understand, okay, maybe I do go a little harder than they are comfortable going. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're just tired and they just don't want to deal with it. Could they? And that's okay. Just go find the next partner. Mm-hmm. Sit down and have fun. Yeah. And I think, you know, having, you know, these past couple of podcast episodes, I've had some amazing, you know, females on talking about mental health and, and jujitsu and, you know, also having a, a role in the lives of a lot of young people as a teacher. You know, just seeing class and the time on the mats is just a way to connect with people. You know, obviously, jujitsu isn't therapy, you know, but it's a way for us to make meaningful connections with people, you know. And so it could be, you know, somebody who's not wanting to roll with you. There may be something going on that, you know, you don't know about, you know, and that's something where jujitsu, you don't know who's walking in that door some days. You know, you may know that person, but it may not be the same person who came in yesterday, right? You know, there may have been some terrible news. They may have lost a job. They may have had an anxiety attack. You know, uh-huh. you just don't know. And that, you know, the mat is a way for people to focus on a very specific problem right in front of them. Mm-hmm. And um, I think when you have that healthy mentality of, you know, it's okay, we're here to help each other, you know, we're here to build each other up. Yes, challenge and push as well, push your limits. But at the end of the day, we're trying to build you up. I think that's something that, you know, I think 
women or men on the mats, if we can you know, recognize that, I mean, the community at large is going to benefit from it. Mm-hmm. You know, I know there have been some scandals, right, you know, with some men and women in jujitsu mm-hmm. before, but I think if we approach it, you know, if any female out there is listening and, and wanting to get into jujitsu, you know, if you are, you know, concerned about maybe it being awkward, you know, physically perhaps, or maybe even relationally, I've heard, you know, some women have concerns about that, you know, if they have a boyfriend or a husband who may or may not be on board with it, um, you know, just know that finding a gym, you know, it, it's a little bit like a dating process, right? You got to feel them out, do the sniff test, make sure that, you know, it seems that there's respect both for the instructor. I mean, that's of course, but then respect between the teammates, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that you're not going to probably know that first class. Now, if you do know on that first class, you know, that there's something wrong, get out of there. Right. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes, you know, everybody's on their best behavior. Those first couple of days, mm-hmm. those first couple of dates. Oh yeah. He seemed so great. I never would have thought he was a serial killer. You know, go on a couple of quote unquote dates, go to a couple of classes and get a feel for it. You know, that may be different, you know, when you're not brand fresh new, right? So, so fresh and so clean. Yeah, so fresh and so clean, yes. Um, but yeah, any final thoughts, Mr. Ben? Go train, have fun. Um, put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to uh, roll against the tough guy. Um, but always trust your gut, trust yourself. And Enjoy yourself. This is uh, not everybody's going to be a world champ. I long since accepted that of myself. This is something you do for the long run. This is something you take into old age. This is something that you do to make yourself better every single day. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few, one of the few true things that you put in true sweat equity, mm-hmm. and it gives back to you. Um, yeah. So go train. Have fun. I couldn't have said it better myself. So thank you very much for for being on the show, Mr. Ben. I know, uh, I you know you can't go too far away from me, but dang it, I know. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Well, at least sorry. I was your first guy guest. Yes, it'd have been uh, awkward if I wasn't. Oh well, I have. I'm so sorry. Do you have the other? No, I don't. Do you have another guy lined up? <laughs> okay, okay. Let me just tell the podcast listeners <laughs> he's trying to, to. Anyway, all right, guys and gals. Oh. Well, guy and gals, thank you for joining uh, us today on this very special episode uh, of Ben and Sarah Willis's podcast episode. Uh, Join us uh, next time uh, for another exciting conversation. So see you again. Hospice thrift shops are bigger and better than ever. With a new and expanded site at one of our two Winchester locations and our six well-established boutiques across the area, Blue Ridge Hospice thrift shops attract bargain hunters, treasure seekers, collectors, and antiquers. Mention this ad on your next shopping trip and receive a 10% discount. Blue Ridge Hospice thrift shops gratefully accept your donations, including electronics and furniture. For locations, hours, and information on how to donate, please visit blueridgehospice.org. 
Zaza Music Festival, the most anticipated summer event, is coming to Bader Field in Atlantic City on July 15th and 16th. Lado, Da Baby, Remy Ma, Freeway, Beanie Siegel, Coyle Ray, Coco Jones, and more. Plus, the world premiere of the new Burner Boy Breakfast Metaverse series with more artists to be announced. Tickets are on sale now at ZazaFestivals.com. Get your tickets before they're gone. Visit ZazaFestivals.com for more info about the VIP experience and the full lineup. ZazaFestivals.com. Festivals.com.